0: This is Father Joseph Anthony Cress, And
1: this is Father Jacob Bertrand Jansik.
0: Welcome to God's Planning. Thank you to all of those who support us. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider making a monthly donation on our Patreon. The link can be found in our description or our show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe to the podcast, uh, whatever platform you're listening or watching it on. Father Jacob Bertrand Jansik, we find ourselves in one of the most glorious. Exciting, beautiful, perfect times of year. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a celebration, the Christmas season. The octave. Yes. Big fans. Who? Me. Oh. And you. Yeah. I know. You love the baby Jesus, right?
1: <laughs> I think I have to say yes to yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah. There we go.
0: <laughs> no, we're in a great great point of year. Um, there's a lot that's led up to it. I know we've talked in previous episodes about Advent and how. A lot of people love the Advent season, myself mm-hmm. included, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and maybe our listeners know as well, I have a special affinity for Christmas and how to celebrate it in yeah. many ways. But uh, we've just got done celebrating Christmas, and as you said, it's the octave, so it's the continuation of the nativity of our Lord for multiple days, eight to be exact. That's right. That's how that word works. It's octave. Yeah, there yep. it is. Uh-huh. Um, but let's talk about some of our favorite ways to celebrate Christmas. Um, and yeah, some of the Christmas traditions, whether you grew up with or that you kind of acquired post uh, entering the religious life um, and things like that. So yeah, w- what are some of the things that you look forward to in celebrating the birth of the baby Jesus?
1: Yeah, um, I think that that especially now in my job as a pastor, my mm-hmm. celebration of Christmas, particularly post-Christmas, has changed mm-hmm. than as compared to what my celebration of Christmas was like as a kid and beforehand. Of course, I think that changes for everybody, um, but I don't know. So what I think as growing up, we we always. Um, celebrated christmas eve was big in our family um christmas day was same like in, in my too. family too yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but christmas eve was the the big like extended family gathering and that was always that was always fun with all the yeah. cousins and that sort of thing and the christmas day was more like immediate family grandparents kind of thing okay. so yeah i always i mean i loved christmas day but christmas eve was always like in ways like the big hype you know yeah. um where yeah, we yeah. got dressed up and you know like in our christmas best and that sort of thing and Um, yeah, really love that. And obviously the Christmas day of like opening presents and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 Mm -hmm. all the sort of typical thing now, as like an old priest, I just like to kind of sleep and rest after Christmas. (laughs) Uh, so a little different. Um, yeah, I think, and always though, I'll say that one of my favorite things and perhaps others too, is growing up now is, is what people often call the midnight mass or like the night mass on Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. It's just, there's something beautiful about it. And. Having grown up in New England, the sort of quintessential like cold, dark, yep. et cetera, snowy, hopefully um, kind of vibe of Christmas Eve is just yeah, it's it's kind of primo for me.
0: Have you ever walked out of uh, midnight mass and it's snowing?
1: Yeah, I think actually even in our in our novitiate it did Snow, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so I in Cincinnati that so. what that would, would be like Christmas 2010. Um, I th- I seem to remember like standing yeah. outside of the church after mass and. Flur- flurrying, Flurry. is that the word? Yeah, Flurry. there being snow flurries. Okay, there it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm sure it has other times, and I know like I grew up in Connecticut. I live in New Hampshire. There's snow, um, not every year, but mm-hmm. often. Um, New Hampshire for sure. um But that's that's a distinct memory of it, like snowing the night mm-hmm. of. You know,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a there was a a phase in our family growing up where we took the opportunity of that midnight mass or that kind of nighttime mass um, and, and growing up in kind of Southeast Royal Road, Ohio and, and the upper Ohio Valley, um, we took that opportunity to kind of visit other churches in the area. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah which yeah. I thought was like actually a really cool way because, you know, the church is always decorated very beautifully for Christmas. Yeah. Everybody does puts a lot of effort into decorating the church and celebrating that. Um, and so there's just... Even outside of the whole like Christmas mass schedule, there's that like kind of tradition or joy of just like driving around neighborhoods and looking at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. Right. Or going to whatever park it is that has all their like, you know, light extravaganzas and things like that. And so I think there was a certain kind of desire too that. We wanted to see the beauty of all these different churches that were decorated for Christmas. And so we would like each year go to a a different church and, and things like that which is beautiful, and I, I really appreciate that. And sometimes we'd come home late at night, and it would be snowing or things like that. Uh, on the rare occasion, it would be icing, which was always fun to drive home in that way. Uh, shout out to my dad. Uh, he always made it home in one piece. Uh, all of us got us home in one piece. Um, but I remember as a child that there would be sometimes we'd show up at a, a church that we don't typically go to because it's not our hometown church. But just the joy of Christmas would get to us. As kids, sometimes we would get the giggles in mass or yeah. something like that. And we look like a bunch of like ridiculous crazies that didn't know how to handle ourselves inside of a church. And it was like, All right, we're going to put a stop to this because yeah. we can't. Yeah, yeah. But it, we've had some beautiful, like hilarious moments and and fun moments that are, are good memories of our, our family uh, going through. Uh, and and it was it was nice to see the a different uh, church decorated up in celebration for, yeah, for our Lord. Cool.
1: One of the I, I I know you're one of three. I have two siblings, so grew up right. one of three. When yeah, it wasn't just a Christmas thing, but whenever we were at mass, we always <laughs> alternated <laughs> like child parent, child parent, child to separate yeah. the kids. Uh-huh. You know that way we weren't. It was much more difficult to, <laughs> to cause trouble and instigate that sort of thing. But yeah, I can I can visualize. Even from my pulpit, I can uh-huh. visualize.
0: So, yeah. I mean, the most dreaded moment of that is when you're a child and something catches you off guard. The most dreaded moment is that silent shoulder bob, yeah, like where you're like trying to hold all the laughter yeah. in, but you just do this and that everybody breaks. And you lose it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, such is life. It's bound to happen. It's okay. That's laughter right. is fine. We love Jesus. There's joy that happens. Um, I think one of the other um, things that tends to happen around the Christmas season, right, is like there's this whole onslaught of seasonal specific cinematic features called movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're Christmas movies. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of Christmas movies out there and they, they every year people have their favorites every year. People kind of have their go-tos and sometimes there's a new one that's released that, you know, tries to make it into that like uh, a of Christmas movies that you always yeah. have to watch in and around uh, Christmas. Um, so, let, we're going to talk about a little bit, one of it in specific, but are there any specific like Christmas movies that make your Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies?
1: Um, that's a good question. Uh, I uh, Comparatively, I'm not as big of a Christmas movie fan as you are, but I yeah. think anybody might be in that position uh-huh. where they, you know, sitting here with you. Um, <laughs> the, the A couple stand state, I remember, you probably remember too, the, the older like claymation Christmas movies that uh-huh. were like on TV. I remember yep. those a lot. Um, my dad, I don't know if that would be like top four, but just kind of having like a ingrained Mm -hmm. kind of thing in my memory. Um, I don't know if I ever really liked them, but they were just kind of like on TV, you know, and you kind of watched them. Um, my dad really liked, oh gosh, what's the name of it? Um, the one with like the BB gun and, um, Um, it's not a Christmas story. It's a Christmas story. It is a Christmas story. Yeah. It's a Christmas story. Absolutely. Um, that's on TV all the time. It
0: runs like on a twenty-four hour loop on one yeah. of the channels. I believe. Yeah. and yeah. The kid licks the the yeah. the um, <laughs> the flagpole. Is Double to, dog he, dare yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: that that like that that six. But that movie also, this is totally random, but blends into a sort of um, the what's the baseball movie, um, the Sandlot. Like it seems very similar. Oh. Like the characters, the time, like. Whatever, I'm not a huge Sandlot fan. Sandlot's not a a Christmas movie, but but that's a
0: great movie. Well, that might be
1: another episode. Killing me, Smalls. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I think, but I think my favorite—it's—and it's it's not very. I mean, there's a nice little church scene in it, but is—I think my favorite Christmas set movie is is Home Alone. Yes. I love Home Alone. I love it. I think it's such a good movie. I have like distinct memories of watching Home Alone with my grandmother. Uh uh-huh. Like found it to be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, because it is hilarious. But that movie sticks out to me as it's like the Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Now it's not about like Jesus, and which most aren't. It's totally fine. But like the classics, you know, like It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of the others, um, never really wa- like. I don't actually think I've ever watched it through. It's mm-hmm. a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I have, but. Uh, yeah, at least top for me is it's Kevin McAllister and <laughs> Home Alone. Yeah,
0: I have to agree with you. My Mount Rushmore includes almost all of those. So a Christmas Story, um, Home Alone for sure. Um, the other one is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. For some reason, that is always cracked. I've seen up. a National
1: Lampoon. I don't know if I've if I've watched that movie. Through the right. Christmas I Vacation have, with yeah. the tree, and then there's a yeah. squirrel in the tree. Okay. i have a problem i I mean i guess this this is why probably i'm not on a lot of the film episodes because anyone who's especially like any of the brethren who's Mm -hmm. who who with whom i've lived um can attest to the fact that i like fall asleep 12 minutes into any (laughs) movie so like getting through (laughs) something content wise it's tough i need like a week to watch like an hour and a half two hour movie. so i've i've i'm sure i've seen clips from national lampoon but um the Christmas one. I know I've seen like the family vacation one. Yeah. Right. They yeah, have been, where yeah, they go to like, Wally's world Christmas, or something. Yeah. Something like but that. The, but the
0: Christmas one. Yeah. For some reason, that's always been there for me. Um, and then the last one on my Mount Rushmore um, is what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. You know what's coming.
1: Well, I do. Cause like, I know the episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah there yeah. you go.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about the movie elf. Yeah. With Will Ferrell. Um, and it has always been from the first time I watched it. I'm like, this is a masterpiece. I love this movie. Um, And there's so many just like beautiful moments. And and for those that don't know, it's a story of uh, Will Ferrell's character, Buddy, Buddy the Elf, who um, ends up in the North Pole. And he is not an elf. He is a large man or a normal normal human being who ends up being raised in the North Pole, surrounded by elves. And then he comes to realize that um, he essentially was adopted by the elf. Uh, families and whatnot. So he goes back to New York city to find his own family, find his father and the journey that that all entails and the hilarity that it entails from that. But um, we want to actually talk about that as like, this is a, a beautiful movie, a story and, and things of that nature, not to over spiritualize it. Like it's a comedy. Okay. There's a lot of slapstick humor. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but there, there is like a joy to it that I think is, is appropriate for the season and things like that. As you mentioned, it's not a Christian movie. There's not a lot of religiosity to it. But I don't think that means that there isn't good in it. Either. Yeah. So sure. I think that's what we want. To, at least that's what I'd like to talk about today. Since I'm leading the episode, that's what we're going to talk about Perfect. today. All right, good. Would it bother you if I told you I've never seen Elf? Oh, that's going to make this discussion hard. Huh? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should have told me that earlier before the episode. I yeah. have seen Elf. I've probably
1: seen it like uh, a fraction of the amount. Of the number of times mm-hmm.
0: you've seen it, I watch um, it almost every year. Like it's one of those things that I have to watch. Yeah, it. I've probably seen it twice. Okay, maybe. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. Then we do. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so let's let's lead into it. As I mentioned, the kind of story arc. Yeah. Uh, very briefly, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody that's listening here. A lot of people have probably already seen it. I so. hope so. I yeah. hope so. But Buddy the Elf, uh, played by Will Ferrell, um, the storyline is is he ends up being uh, welcomed into the North Pole and, and treated as one of the elves and and uh, adopted into that, and then he's sent back on the search of uh, to find his father. Um, and there's a, there's a scene there. One of the most like qu- there's so many quoted lines in there. But as Buddy is leaving the North Pole to go to New York City uh, to find his father, who ends up being a kind of a curmudgeon. But like, you know, the whole kind of spirit of Christmas, uh, you know, turns his heart in uh, an ancient Grinch story. But um, there is one of the kind of fictional characters of as Buddy is leaving the North Pole is Mr. Narwhal. And so as uh, Buddy's leaving to go to New York City, everybody's saying goodbye, wishing him good luck. And Mr. Narwhal pops up out of the ice and just says one of the beautiful lines often quoted bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. He's like, thanks, Mr. Narwhal. And then he continues on his way. Um, but that line is beautifully quoted. It can be appropriate and sometimes uh, funny in, in everyday life. But I think it, it speaks to the heart of what the story is all about is the search for the father. And um, like I said, I'm not going to try to over spiritualize all this stuff, but I think there is a core element to, uh, to that understanding is that buddy is setting out on that journey into New York city in order to find his father, because he wants to figure out who he is. He comes to this realization that he's not an elf. You know, he's, He's a grown man trying to take a shower in a little elf bathtub or yeah. whatever it may be. Um, but he's trying to figure out who he is. And part of that journey is to go find his father and to go help. hopefully after meeting his father, understanding who his father is, he will have a deeper understanding of who he is. And um, I think that's, that's part of this kind of human experience in many respects is this journey to figure out who we are. But it has this deep connection to um, you know, our parents and our our own fathers. But there's also that kind of realistic understanding of the, that too is our spiritual journey. And there are many times, and I, you know, my messed up spirit and spirituality, my messed up brain, there are many times that I've like walked into the chapel and it's like, I'm trying to search for the father. And I just hear like Mr. Manarwal, like, <laughs> My father Joseph Bailey, Hope you find your dad. It's like that's my search is to find the father, because then I'll have a deeper understanding of who I am. Yeah. And like it's, it's just encapsulated in that moment, but there's that real understanding of like that's what this entire journey, that's what this story, even though it's heart wrenching and hilarious in all these ways, but that's ultimately what it's it's after.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of highlights the and I think a, yeah, a lot of movies. Well, the relatability to movies is when they have something that is. This is a tautology. When they're relatable, when they Ooh, kind of, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, when they, when they kind of capitalize, and I think this is not just in film, but in art across the mm-hmm. board, different types of art. When they capitalize on a common human experience, and like a comedy is is a way to do that in a way in such a way that, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. It's funny. It's lighthearted, but. Um, and again, like you're saying, not to over spiritualize, not to over complicate, but it it brings to the fore a common human experience yes. in a lighthearted way where mm-hmm. we can enjoy it, but also relate to it and see ourselves in this. Yeah. And um, I think like with what you're saying about the the finding buddy finding his father and the the sort of quest that's there wrapped up in the Christmas holiday and all the the sort of things that are also relatable there that are like near and dear to us that, you know, mm-hmm. the settings and the, all of that in New York city, especially, I mean, I grew up just outside of New York cities and we went in a lot at Christmas I and mean, oh, yeah. not just in Connecticut, but um, you know, so like, that's all like people get that you get mm-hmm. it. But the, I think the, the, this theme that you're talking about too is, is one of, of belonging yeah right of having an identity rooted not just in simply something that i define Mm -hmm. um, but in some like having the affirmation and the love from um something greater Mm -hmm. and in this which is a common story of like searching for parents or father or Mm -hmm. mother you know whomever um it it, it, we can step into that and i think there's a beauty in that too um when we think about christmas and again to like make too sappy, but as you're saying, like in coming to know his father and coming to know our father, we come to have like an affirmed identity of who we are. Um, so yeah, it, it ensues in kind of hilarious and silly ways in the movie, but there is, it's, it's, it's predicated or taken from something that like our hearts long for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you bring up the relatability side of it all. That is so important. Um, I go back to, uh, St. John Paul II's Letter to Artists, um, which is one of my favorite things that he wrote yeah. uh, in the entirety of his uh, papacy. But he wrote this letter to the artists. And one of the things he talks about there is that good art is that which takes us into the depths of humanity. It takes us into the depths of a human experience. Um, now, it doesn't leave us there, you know, because it can sometimes be brutal and, and, and dark and, and things like that but it takes us into the depths of humanity because it's at the core of the human person that we find that in whose image and likeness we have been created and that's why like I'm not afraid to talk about elf as being a good good movie because it does take us into that human experience of trying to understand who we are and having our previous conceived notions maybe shaken up but then how do you go on that you go on that quest for the father and that's what i think that you mentioned that relatability but like I, th- I think that's part of this is that we do desire to understand who we are primarily in a relationship to our father and yeah. so we can see this real human experience in a crazy comedic presentation but at the sense it is touching a human experience that many of us share yeah
1: that's i think that's right
0: okay so I think that's the first thing I wanted to talk about was like the story arc yeah. of it. Now, the second thing is a little more um, simple, but I, I, th- I don't want to overlook it in this movie because it is all over it, is the childlike joy that is present. And that is where so much of the comedic tension in the movie plays out, is that Buddy, Will Ferrell's character, Buddy Elf, is this very simple childlike individual in almost a grown man's body yeah. who's dressed like an elf in the concrete jungle. And there's all these tensions that are happening with the over kind of commercialization of a Christmas holiday and the purity of, you know, uh, the best way to spread cheers, singing loud for all to hear and these types of things. But there is a real childlike joy that is just, it's so ever present in Buddy's life in his embodiment of that in a world that has forgotten that or doesn't value that or is entirely set upon extinguishing that or maybe uh, prophetizing those types of things produces this comedic tension throughout the entire thing. And to not be afraid that, yeah, you know, there's something pure about that, but there is a childlike joy that maybe this season of Christmas should draw out of us and we shouldn't be afraid to lean into so, what is it about the kind of like childlike joy that is often um, arresting or like shocking for so many people, um, in, in whatever form it takes? In in this movie, it's like I said, ever present. But what is it about that childlike joy that is either shocking or even attractive?
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's funny that you say attractive. I think it's attractive to some, but I think largely it's it's. Um disdained in ways Mm. um Mm -hmm. you know like the wisdom of the age seems to be one of like sarcasm and pessimism (laughs) um and but in in people who are like happy and optimistic and kind of joyful are kind of scoffed at or like you know dismissed because it's just like it's just not the ethos in which people
0: i mean they're looked down upon like
1: oh you're so simple yeah um but it's funny because that's that's perhaps that's i don't know To speak historically about that, I don't know, but perhaps it's it's always been that way. In some ways, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that like the simplicity of things is regarded as simple, like simple minded, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as you were saying, where you know. talking about like the joy and the simplicity of joy, it it reminded me of the fact I was thinking about the seasons of the church and Mm -hmm. the liturgical seasons and, and Advent and Christmas as compared to the other seasons, you know, ordinary time, Lent, Easter, et cetera, et cetera. And it's true, it is the case that like the incarnation Christmas is, I think the simplest of mm. things you know okay. even just yeah. in the setting like the incarnation that god becomes man we all know the story born in a stable and these simple humble beginnings right. you know it's all there isn't like the christmas liturgies you think of them as compared to like holy week it's oh like oh my gosh it's their night and day yeah you know of just like it's so complex and intricate yeah. and and beautiful but very yeah it's its own very, beauty yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing um so it seems like inherent in in the mystery of the incarnation and, and christmas um that there is a simplicity, and I think we see that highlighted in our own experience with the contrary reality of like the consumerism around Christmas and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Where I mean, we all kind of partake in it, but we often all also criticize it. It's yeah. like, oh, we're doing too much, or we're spending too much, or like, you know, the reason for the season, like all of these kind <laughs> of things. We yeah. we know that there's, it's kind of when it gets to be too much, too complicated, to this, to that. Um, we feel it, mm-hmm. so I think that's all to say that that again, it's just like relatability. Like even if we have had and are having a, an insanely busy Christmas season and shopping and parties and this yeah, and, that yeah. and that and that and um, that, we still recognize like there's something about the simplicity mm-hmm. and the joy of of Christmas that is yeah. In that there's a it's a contagion in the mm-hmm. best sort of way. You know, it's like we want to be part of that. We want to have that experience. And in the movie, then okay, coming back to the movie, um, it's that 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 reality is is what is kind of like brought to the fore in the setting of the movie. it's yes. like grown man who's dressed like an elf, who has this very who's like very much like a child who has no concept of how the world actually works and what who's yeah, yeah. Um, and. You, so it's a different way of highlighting it, but it's, again, getting to the same reality mm-hmm. that we are all kind of itching for, and mm-hmm. we see it in him. And I think what the movie does in a good way to highlight it is that it's, it puts Buddy in stark contrast to the rest of the world. So yes. he's that the reality yes. of that simplicity of that need for that, it's just like, I mean, he's like wearing a neon, not neon, but like a green elf outfit against <laughs> like the concrete gray jungle of
0: New York City. You know, like
1: even just like, he just stands out uh-huh. against the backdrop of everything else
0: yeah it's it in it, the movie kind of exaggerates the reality but like yeah we right. talked about relatability have we all not been in that place where it's like uh the chaos of life just steals away our joy and here's buddy the elf is like i don't think anything can steal away his joy yeah like in the worst of circumstances and all these other things he still is a, almost persistent in his childlike joy Um, and I think that is so, like I said, the movie exaggerates it, but I think that tension is actually very deep with a lot of us. And it's good to be reminded that like, yeah, there's a childlike joy, um, in our life and that we shouldn't, we shouldn't let fear rob us of that or this desire to, uh, be productive or to have all these other things. Like it's okay to just rejoice in the simple things. I remember one of the scenes uh, once again I could just say oh my gosh this is my favorite scene every scene is I love the movie but buddy runs into this coffee shop and he's screaming he's like you did it congratulations you did it cuz there was a sign outside that said world's best cup of coffee yeah like, we all know that's not the world's best it's some you know some, ridiculous yeah. little diner yeah. you know but he's like he takes it for what it is Whatever was like presented to him, he takes that for what it is. He doesn't start to be skeptical with like, was well, it really the world? Well, who judged it? What was the panel like? Yes. He just takes life for what it is in front of him and actually rejoices in that. And that's one of the things I love about buddy is he just is able to rejoice in what's in front of him. He doesn't over criticize it. He doesn't overcomplicate it, but that childlike joy means he's just able to rejoice in, in life as it unfolds in front of him in even the concrete jungle and consumerism and all these other you know things that try to rob him of that is he's still persistent in, in being joyful in that way. Um, so I think that that is something that like, yeah, the movie exaggerates it. Yeah, the movie puts in a really you know kind of artful contrast because like you said, he's in this green and yellow, bright yellow tights in the dour grayness of the smoke-filled New York City but yet he is still able to bring that joy. Um, and so it's that reflection of, you know, the Lord inviting us to become like children in order to enter the kingdom is like, a child doesn't really, you know, he, he receives, he or she receives what's offered to him and, and finds the joy in it. And to remind ourselves of like, there's a beauty into whatever's being offered to us. It may be suffering. Right. It may be hard. It may be difficult, but there is true joy in whatever is unfolding in front of us. And Buddy can actually kind of be a a motivation or an example for that in that way. Um, So, yeah, I I think those are my kind of two two major thoughts on Buddy the Elf. Do you have any other thoughts, any favorite scenes, lines, costume changes? You're prompting me to say something that you no No, I don't. I want you. I I just Um, want you to be you. Really? Yeah, say what you want to say. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't. <laughs> I can't no, that's not true at all again.
1: Um, I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, I, I I like the, I guess in just a sort of general arc of the movie, the, as what we've already talked about, the mm-hmm. um, the sort of, I like the word exaggerated that you use. The sort yeah. of ridiculous exaggeration of what it is that is good and true, um, but put in like a comic form, so it's yeah. that like, what is being presented can still be fun and enjoyable and lighthearted, but also, yeah, speaks to who we are, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that, that's, yeah. So it's not like, it's not like a favorite scene, but it's just this sort of arc of it that I think is, it's good. It's clever. It's, um, yeah, it kind of draws you in, yeah, even you can, if it's not your favorite Christmas. You can movie. sit down
0: for an hour and a half or two hours, and, and it goes by without even realizing. Yeah, it yeah, not fall asleep. It, yeah. ca- <laughs> it has your attention, right? Yeah. yeah. So no. Uh, so thank you to all our listeners for uh, listening to us and entertaining us as we uh, wax poetic about one of my favorite movies and one that Father Jacob Bertrand has uh, seen only a few times. But uh, we want to thank you all for listening uh, to this episode of God's Planning. We ask you to follow us on all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, slash whatever it's going to be in the future, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, um, especially in this Christmas season. uh, Let that be your gift, uh, maybe to us, of leaving a a five-star review, which we would really appreciate. helps the algorithm. Um, And if you'd like to donate to the podcast, uh, please uh, follow the link to our Patreon page. That link is in the description in the show notes. Also, follow those other links there, which will have uh, links to our, our website for different merchandise or events that are coming up. Uh, please keep your eye pe- eyes peeled. We are planning to do some one-day events in different cities, so uh, please be on the lookout for those events as uh, the God's Playing Crew may be coming to a city near you. As always, thank you for listening, and God bless you. back.